When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more. Episode 47 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast brought to you by the White High Brewing Company in Ballymore, County Sligo. Uh, we're coming off the back of what certainly feels like a loss in Finn Park. Um, even though the way things played out, we are still in third position in the league, amazingly enough, uh, on 47 points. Uh, as I said, games after our draw in in Valley Buffet, it worked out for us in relation to uh, Derry dropping points. So Derry are in fourth place on 45 points. We're in third place on 47 points. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a draw. It certainly felt like a, a loss. Uh, so we're going to go deep on uh, on that game. Uh, we're going to get your shout to the shed end. And then we've got two games in quick succession, uh, two home games, the first of which is uh, home to Drogheda on Friday night, and then we're away to Longford on Monday night. So uh, it's the usual crew. We're coming to you on Tuesday evening uh, on Zoom. We got uh, Magoo. How are you, Magoo? Uh, good, Connor. Yeah. And uh, we have Sean Dunn. How are you, Sean? Not too bad, Connor. And Jerry O'Connor, who organised a bus to Donegal. Uh, uh, how how did the, the aside from the football match? How did the bus go, Jerry? How was the trip aside from the match? Yeah, it was really, it was really good crack. Um, we had a great time. Um, with a couple of pints in Minis before we went, and then a couple of pints before the game. So it was, it was good crack. I think there was about, it was an eighteen seater, and I think there was seventeen of us on it. So yeah, from twelve to eighty. But um, yeah, it was good crack. We do, good. We're going to do it again. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so uh, it was a, it was a terrible night in Bally Buffet. Uh, probably, probably not. Uh, not so ways, but I'm talking about the weather. Uh, what, how bad was it, Jerry? It was. Oh, it's the biggest soaking I've gotten such a long, long time. Everybody was absolutely drenched. Like we were getting off the bus, and you could see the mark of where you were sitting. <laughs> it was just like uh, condensation everywhere, and it was funny enough. Like um, we 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 collected a load of food. Um, because they had a food bank going on up there, you know, so that was grand. All the food on the bus, um, get up to Valley Buffet, and obviously, you know, usual crack where we're running a little bit behind time, so we all jump off the bus and uh, into the pub and all that. Then, after the game, we said, Oh, should we give the food after the game? We'll give the food after the game, no problem, it'll be grand. So, then as it transpired, you know, obviously, the result we just got back on the bus, actually, soaked wet. Uh, and we says, oh, look, we, we sort the food out again. So uh, I had to take all the food off the bus when we got back to Sligo and put it into the, the wife's boot, the car. Then that Sunday morning, she opens the boot, she sees about 48 packets of 
Oh, me or sauce. I was going to say, what the fuck are you doing now? <laughs> Every week she goes to the car, she finds something peculiar in it, but uh, yeah, we have to sort that out or else we're going to be eating pasta and uh, <laughs> it was eventful. So you, you kind of inadvertently robbed food from the, from yeah. the food. We got food bag. donated and, and it's in my car, like, so it's kind of, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, was the rain the mitigating circ- uh, mitigating factor in the results, Jerry, to any degree? No, not as much as, you know, when you're going up there um, and you hate to be going up there on a wet, windy night. Uh, it really is that kind of, can you do it on a Tuesday night kind of thing in Finn Park. But it didn't have as much effect on the, the game as I thought it would have. Fucking fairness, up until about 70 minutes without being spectacular, we were in control of the game. We scored a second goal and we drop off 10, 20 yards. And that's, you know, it's it's a lottery then uh, added in with the weather and the wet and stuff like that. So, look, in fairness to Finn Harps, they've done everything to try and help us to win the game. They went down to 10 men very early, gave us a penalty. But come 70 minutes, we've done everything for them to get back into the game too. We absolutely handed it to them on a plate. Every throw-in was like a corner. Every corner was like ah, just a punt into the box and a... Uh, you know, we, we, we just played into their hands. We were just naive, weren't we? Uh, Sean, do you do you think that we controlled the game at any stage? I think we really we really controlled the game at any stage. Do we have a handle or a grip on things? I felt we did, yeah. I felt we were well in control of the game. Um, they obviously, them going down to 10 men, it, it does affect them in certain ways. It doesn't look like it affects them at times. They just... They nearly look like they're set up the exact same. Anyway, it's just one less man up top, that's all. Um, but no, I did, Connor. I felt we did control the game. I thought we were we were trying the right things at times as well. We were trying to keep possession, trying to stretch them a little bit, trying to force them onto us that we could play the ball in behind them then for for Johnny Kenny. It did, it comes off. It works perfectly for, the, for his goal. That ball from Gary Buckley, spectacular. We'll get on to the goal later, I'm sure. But all in all, like... The, I did feel we controlled that game quite nicely. We looked quite comfortable. And I have to say, the substitutions killed us. Those substitutions killed us because it took that stretch that we had them, where Johnny was whole, was just taking them back that little bit further because they were afraid of him in behind. Romeo didn't offer that, neither did Melvin either, because Walter was offering that as well, and his work rate was spectacular the other night. Okay. Uh, we got to the subs in the white as well. Um Magoo, when I saw the starting eleven coming up, I liked the look of it. Uh, we got the back five that everybody wants, I suppose. Um, Morahan, De Vries, Figuera, uh, McDonald. So, so uh, you know, De Vries, uh, sorry, with um, Figuera wide, Cawley in the middle, uh, Kenny up top. I thought it's, a, it's all things considered, uh, it's a nice starting eleven. It looks like it's going to be nice and attacking. Uh, and... They did. They kind of started off in the in the front foot, didn't they? Um, they did, yeah. Look, it was more, I suppose, look, everybody wanted to see Johnny in it anyway, I think, just for, as Johnny was saying, you're playing up in Finn Harps, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. So Johnny will bring all them things. He, he won't shy away from any of that. Like, it doesn't matter who, who he's up against. So I think that straight away puts us on the front foot. Obviously, them getting a the man set off after four minutes really, like, swung things in our favour in that regard like we were saying in the group that it doesn't really change the way Harps play but in, in my take was I'd be hoping 
that in the last 20 minutes of the game is when we'd really see the benefits of the extra man, them having to play the whole game with, with 10 men. And we kind of took that advantage away from ourselves then with substitutions, as Sean said. Like it's, like I said, as Sean mentioned, they, they want to sit back, they want to leave the man up top. They'll do that anyway, whether they've 11 men on the pitch or not. So, like the time for us to take advantage was the last 15 or 20 minutes. And we just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the subs. Like it was, it was mad. You could, you could nearly see it if you watch back. Like when, when the, the Harps bench looked over, or the Harps players looked over and saw Johnny's number up on the board, they just walked 10 yards up the pitch. And now our fellas looked over and saw Romeo's number and walked 10 yards back to the fucking pitch. And that was it for the rest of the game. Like it just, we had them over the initiative totally. And it was like, I don't know, it was just madness. I thought, like, the last thing Harris would have wanted with 10 men in the last 20, of the game, 20 minutes of the game was to be stretched, to be open and a big pitch. And we just condensed it all in and just played right into their hands. But I think that's what Buckley, I, when I seen the two lads come on, I thought, like, well, here's in his head. That's I what's going to happen. It was going to stretch it further. Um, now, he seems to be the only person that, that seems to have thought that because that can be the only reason why as to do that. You know, it was working quite fine the way it was. There was no reason to change it, in my opinion, and everybody else's opinion. But I think his thinking was, and I obviously can't talk for him, but I just think that he thought it was going to stretch it further and give us that. that like, in fairness, look, Probably uh, Romeo's game is when the ball goes in behind and he can run onto it. Um, I'm not saying it's right, but I just thought at the time that's that's what his thinking was. But Romeo's like Romeo will his game is in behind and run onto it if it's nice little short ball, but he won't run the corners, and no. the channels and chase balls no. like. And I think I think Bucky thought we could get a third. Yeah. Well, uh, without getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, we were certainly playing after the substitutions were made. Uh, we were playing. I'm conscious. I kind of want to go through this in a in a sort of timely manner. Uh, but when the, so after the substitutions were made, we were playing like we were chasing a goal. It was like we were. It, it was like we were. We needed to score a goal. We didn't need to score any goals when the two boys came on, and a panic set in amongst us. Yeah, after the substitutions were made, and, and what I mean by that is, the, the, there was no composure. Like you remember, um, I think it might have been before Harps got their first goal. Uh, there was the, the the ball came off the referee, and there was a hot ball, right? And I think David Colley, I think well, I think Harps were given the ball to Rovers because we were in possession we were before in it possession. hit the referee. Yeah. So, the, so Colley picks up possession. And I don't know. There's somebody ahead of him. It could have been. It could have been Lorenzen, who was ahead of him, and he tries to play him in, which is fine. But the, the pass doesn't come off. It gets. It's. It's broken down. We lose possession. It's a turnover. But there was no. There was no need to try and force that pass. And there was other instances as well after the two subs came on where, we were trying to force passes, like at that in that period of the game for the last 15, 20 minutes. Like it's like nobody you would never have known we were we had an extra man on the there's pitch. There's two serious instances there, and they're after the substitutions are made as well. And there's one in the corner where actually they deal with it really, really well. They play it smartly. They win two corners, I think, off it where they're holding yeah. it up in the corner. There's nobody in the box on, though. I, I know. Sorry, that's the third one. On the third one, then Romeo. Now, look, 
in all fairness to him, it's an unbelievable bit of skill what he does. He he's kind of does the little spin, but he beats two of them on the line, and he's trying to make a, a go at goal, like he's trying to come across the the byline to, to put it back across the six yard, but it doesn't come off. Where in reality, all he should be doing is just going back out to that corner flag, stay out there. And then the mm. second one, which I thought was criminal altogether, was Melvin, where he has an attempt on goal. Like, honestly, he should have got a slap in the head for that. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are you actually playing at? Like, this is, no, but in all fairness, now this man has played at the, at the highest level you can play at. He's played in the Bundesliga. You don't go much higher. Your in-game intelligence has to be there. That shot is never on. It's a pass back to McGinley. You have a clear route out to the corner. Go and stand there. Stick your arse out and hold off a player. Yeah. You could you could gain 30 seconds or you could win a corner and then maybe you could gain 90 seconds. Yeah. That, and that's you're in we were at the stage of the game where we're down to those fine, fine, fine margins. Yeah. And you're talking about three points. That's yeah. criminal. With, with, with three minutes to go on the clock, uh, we were looking for the corner. We were looking for the corner flag, which right, you know, maybe you could say that was the right thing to do. But I was looking at me at, looking at my TV going. There's been two serious stoppages in the game. There could be five minutes of extra time here. Um, we were going for the corner with potentially seven or eight minutes left to play in the game. And I thought, like, I, like, I just thought, so I, I think I, I, asked, I asked you whether we controlled the game. Yeah, we controlled the game, I suppose, for parts of the first half and parts of the second half. But when we really needed game management and control of the game, it went out the window. And like, how... How, why does that happen? How does that happen? Why can't we be savvy enough and smart enough to be able to hold the ball in the middle of the park and play passes left and right for four minutes? Like, have we, have we not got good... Is, is um, McDonald not a good enough player? Is David Cawley not a good enough player? Is... Because we dropped so deep, though. Yeah. And we were, like, on our 18-yard line, so we were afraid to do that. Um, and we were looking for that. There was... There was two instances as well where we're on our 18-yard line and Romeo, there was one instance where there was a ball played uh, down the middle and one of the, the, the linesman gives it offside and he wasn't offside, he was away. And there was another one a couple of minutes after that where one of the Harps defenders just intercepted it. Now, had he gotten away, more than likely he would have scored and maybe we'd be uh, talking differently, but... I think the reason we didn't do what we we're saying we should have done was because we were sitting off so deep and maybe there was that psychological thing in the players' heads when they seen the substitutions, they were like, well, we naturally fall back now, but, you know. But like, there has to be some leadership on the pitch. Like, the yeah. players have to take responsibility as well. Like, yeah. you know, but- I know, like, the manager's getting an awful lot of stick yeah. uh, since the game. And look, a lot of it justified, like the substitutions and stuff like that. But once, like, instances like that, like, the, the boys in the fence need to be pushing up. Like, they've taken they take Olabi off, like, so there's no treading behind. The ball fully on, he wants to play in front of them. Push them up the pitch and, yeah. and put them back in their own half. But, like, there's not, there's no, like, the, the game management and stuff, but leaders on the pitch to be, like, a lot of these fellas will be thinking that they're going on to coaching afterwards and, and they'll be taking their coaching badges and going on, maybe we want to be managers and coaches. They need to start stepping up on the pitch and showing a bit of a leadership now. Like, especially after the Harps scored their first goal. After Harps scored their first goal, you can say what you want about the manager, but he could do nothing about the last four, four or five minutes on the pitch. 
That was all down to the players after they scored their first goal. And nobody took ownership and leadership of it there to like do anything at all. Get, get them 10 yards up the pitch. But start Magoo, Romeo to run the fucking channels. But Magoo, I, things I, down. I, tell, tell everybody, tell the midfield and the defenders, every single man, we're going man to man for the last four minutes. Yeah. Nobody lose their battles. Do something. Don't Magoo, just sit back in the box and lump it up here last time. We'll, yeah. we'll see, can we win it? Because we're not going to win that fight. I, I believe that Adam McDonald, David Cawley, uh, you know, Lee Morahan, uh, De Vries, all, I, the, I believe... The players that were on the pitch anyway for the last 20 minutes of the game, the midfield that we have, I believe they're all good enough to be able to take control of things. With but an extra, but but hold, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on, with an extra with an extra man on the pitch, I believe they're capable of doing that. But no more than Manchester United the other day, like you can have great players, but you need to be organised. It doesn't matter. You need to you need to be organised. And it's the same in any organization. You can have the best people in the world, but if they don't know what they're doing and when they're doing it, when they're supposed to be doing it, they can forget about it. But you could, you could actually, what you just said there in the last few, few words in terms of being organized and know what you do, when, when you need to do it and how to do it. Uh, like Harris went and played the previous football, but you can tick all those boxes <laughs> in relation to that with them. Until, oh, what do you mean? You mean what do you mean until you come up against Harps? It's, no, it's... I'm saying you said, right, no matter how good how good yeah. a player, but what I'm saying is no matter how good, bad or indifferent you are, if you're organised and you have a game plan and you know what to do and when to do it, you always have a great chance. Yeah. And that transpired to be the case um, on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, it mightn't be the prettiest, but they knew exactly what to do and when to do it and how to hurt us. And even with us dropping back to the 18-yard line, right, because we were dropping so deep, we were kicking balls out. I don't know how many throw-ins that Harps had within maybe 18, 20 yards of our box. So every throw-in was like a corner. And they knew what to do in that instance. It yep. might not be pretty, but it was effective. Yep. Yeah. Well, so and a well-organized, well-drilled team. Exactly. Yep. And to touch on that there, Jerry, as well, it's just a point that was made earlier as well about Oal Abbey coming off. And, you know, people were thinking, oh, that's their trek gone. Well, that was actually Ollie Horgan reacting to how we had dropped back slightly and he brings on Boyd. And adds to the height, adds to the physical presence in the yeah. in and around in the 18-yard line and for corners. He's he's reacted to our situation where we haven't reacted to theirs. Yeah. And that was the goal. So yeah. like it, it was a simple corner. Boyd is up before anybody else. And it doesn't matter if you've got Michael Jordan in marking him, he's up before you and he's, he converts it's goal. Like like Ollie Horgan is no he's no genius or anything like that. But if you look like what Sean just said there, right, who were the two players that scored for Harps? The two lads that came on. Yeah. So 20 minutes in, two, two substitutions, well, three substitutions, uh, two of the three scored. They're there for a reason. Boyd is there for a reason. Yeah. So and that's where that's where the in-game management comes. Like, you, you know, you can talk about your game plan and everything, but for the last four minutes of that game, it doesn't matter about what your game plan was at the start of the game, what you spoke about before the game in the dressing room, that's gone. That's, that's gone out the window to, for the last four minutes. You need now to react to, to the goal that they scored and make sure you do not concede another one. However you have to do that. Just don't got to do with the game plan. You just make sure you don't concede another goal. Yeah. So, it was like so for the second goal, I, I, don't know, I don't know what Harps player swung the ball over from the left-hand side, but like the pessimist... Uh, Slag Rowers fan of me was saying, score here. 
if I'm on that field, I'm taking out that player in the half of the line is about to swing the ball in. Like, just fucking take him out. Just fucking crease him. Yeah, but if, Johnny, if Johnny Kenny, sorry now to go back to the substitutions again, but if Johnny Kenny, if Johnny Kenny was on the pitch, that ball wouldn't have come back at us yeah. because he would have yeah. chased that down. Yeah. And the man would have had, the man would like when the ball was cleared, when the ball was cleared, yeah, the centre half had to run ten yards to his left or whatever like that to pick up the ball, and he was Romeo was given a light jog, whereas Johnny would have been yeah busting his balls get out, and he would have either had to kick it out of play or go back to his keeper, yeah. but instead he had time to look up. And switch it to the far end of our box where a man was yeah. center, wherever he was. I don't know. Uh, before, you'd expect, expect that at any level of football, even youth football. You know, yeah. it doesn't take an, you know, a genius, right? You know where the you know where the left left back is going to swing the ball. He's going to swing it far and deep into our box. As a center forward, you don't nobody needs to tell you you need to get over there and block that. Yeah. That's, if you don't know that at this when you're playing yeah. football, there's no point playing. Yeah. Like it's such a small little thing that if, yeah. if if it had been done, all that all that would have happened was, oh, well done, Romeo. That was all he would have got because it's such a small little thing. Oh yeah. But then yeah. when you look at this in hindsight, it would have been it would have prevented a goal. Yeah. And we would have yeah. got three points. Another massive downside as well to to Johnny coming off, I felt was actually his defensive capabilities in our box. I thought he was brilliant for their corners. He actually heads away, I think, two of them as well does, at, the, yeah. at the near post. That's right, yeah, yeah. Where he's actually from, from the far left-hand corner, yeah, uh, at, uh, down at the terrace end. Exactly. He falls at the front uh, front post and he heads them away. Yeah. And do you know what? He's the first man running out to chase the next exactly. ball. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was another. It was another big miss when he came off. Yeah. And if 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 that's a case, then maybe the substitution should have been Andre Wright to offer that physical and defensive presence then to come on, and maybe that could have given you the option of maybe holding up the ball if you want to kill some time. And try and um, kill the game out. Bring on someone like that that can hold the ball. Bring your players back into play. Maybe that can pull your centre midfielders and that up another couple of yards because yeah. he'll bring you into play. Naturally, you move up. Exactly. Yeah. You know. There's there's a... it just it was. No, sorry. No, all I was finishing. I was just it was poor. Yeah. The substitutions really were poor. It's just it's yeah. it killed us. Just uh, Kiki, uh, your mate Sean. Uh, he was he put up a good post there on Twitter yesterday, and it was um, so Johnny was has been involved in twenty eight games this season, and of the twenty eight, he has been either substituted off or substituted on in twenty three. He's only played five games in in complete ninety minutes. So, like he's it, like, you know. I know people are on about protecting him and all this and. That's that's nonsense. He's well able uh, to play ninety minutes. Um, he probably is our most important player. And I'm making an appeal to 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 Liam Buckley at this stage of the season. Please just leave him on the pitch. Leave him on, the, leave pitch. Him on the pitch. Look at he, Johnny Kenny is a fan. No, Johnny Kenny is a fan. He's one of us. He knows the crack. Johnny Kenny will still be supporting Sligo Rovers in forty years' time when a lot of these players and managers are all going off to do different things. But Johnny Kenny is one of us, and I would. He's our greatest chance of getting Europe. He gets it. He's one of us. Leave him on the pitch for 90 minutes. It might actually be the last five games that he plays for the club. Don't be fucking taking him off. And Jerry, and, on that and, point, exactly. And you're spot on with it because he can make something happen out of nothing. And the point, and the point in case is, well, is Finn Harps at home where he chases down a lost cause and causes complete chaos between the centre half and goalkeeper when we're at home and he gets a tap in out of it. 
where he makes ever, ever where, seen... where he leads them to make a mess. And that's what you have. If you have a player who's capable of just because of his work rate and in-game intelligence, yeah. he can make something happen out of nothing. And we need that now. Like even the other night, we were actually with him on the pitch. It's so different. I go to the Shams game. We had five attempts at goal the other night away from home as well in Finn Park on a fucking horrible night. We had 11 attempts. Yeah. Danny Kenny's on the pitch. Just on that point, Sean, uh, two of them five attempts against Shams were from Johnny after he came on. Mm. So he had nearly half hour attempts and he was only on the pitch for to 45 minutes. That's not yeah. coincidence. It's not coincidence, no. It's yeah. just not. Like it's, It can't be at this stage. But like even the other night, anything positive from us, from our play, happened with Johnny. The, the tackle to get to send it off was on Johnny. He won the yeah. penalty. He scored the goal. It, it, everything was true him. Everything was true. Like he is literally our most important player. Like, it, you know, there could be two ways of looking at that. That is brilliant. He's one of our own of that. Or, you know, we shouldn't be relying on an 18 year old, whatever, to be carrying us through with, with, with the money we have spent on players or whatever like that in the budget that we paid for players. But as Jerry said, at this stage of the season, it doesn't matter. We need results. We need points on the board. And he's our, he's our best chance of it. And that's, it's been proven time and again. Do you know what, though? I don't think anyone could have foreseen just how good he was going to turn out to be at the start of the season. We all knew he was good, and we all says it here. We're like, you know, we have to look after him. He's only young. We can't be putting this pressure on him and whatnot. But then you see him play, and you see him mature and develop throughout the season. And he's not just good. He's exceptional. He's a generational talent. He is. He's fantastic. He's, he's the equivalent of what Wayne Rooney was to Everton at 16. That's what he is to us right now. He is yeah. the business. He's the real deal. There's no two ways about it. Look at his goal the other night. It's, it's phenomenal. The way he takes that ball, and it lands in a puddle. And honest to God, I yeah. thought the Orin and I were going to come out around him. It was that big. It was like a lake. <laughs> so anyway, and he takes that on. And he, he brings it into. He takes the touch. It's unbelievable to set himself up and then slots at home. Like, and bear in mind, that, that ball from Buckley is phenomenal. Beautiful well. ball. But yeah. the work, Johnny's run as well. Yeah, as, class. He the checks his run for Rooney, actually. It's a, huh? it's, a good, it's a good comparison to Wayne Rooney when he started out. It's just that explosiveness and intelligence. Yeah. yeah. But you do, like, we, we spoke at the start of the season. Um, don't be getting too excited. And you remember Sean, Sean's, Sean's famous one was cool your jets. Every yeah. week, cool your jets, cool your jets, everyone. But after the after the Dundalk game, was the Dundalk was the first game of the season, wasn't it? Yeah. Here. Yeah. After the Dundalk we were game, robbed. Yeah, we were robbed. After the Dundalk game, I knew when he remember he was standing up to Nadistad and pushing around the place and everything. He was having yeah. none of it. Like that's right. Yeah. I I knew like this. There's no way this fella's going to be on the fringes for the season. There's, yeah. there's just no hope. Like it's he's going to be slapping in the middle of every game. And like as you were saying as well, lads, look. It's not about style now. It's about results. 100%. We're at the business end of the season. Whatever it takes to get the points to qualify for Europe, it has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's, and that's, why, that's why that's sort of questions. Over, I know we don't want to go back over all ground, but that's why the questions about the substitutes come, in, come into play. We have seen what happens when certain players come on as subs from a work rate perspective. And you know what you're going to get from Johnny Kenny. So just leave him on the pitch. You know, that's that's the long and the short of it. Um, even to, even to take Walter off, I thought it was unjustified. I thought Walter I thought Walter had a great game. I thought he had a yeah. brilliant game. Yeah, Harry and, had, and, and but he had plenty in the tank though. He was yeah. still going. Yeah, he didn't look tired because 
we weren't being run ragged by Harps. Yeah. That we weren't chasing was, stuff down all the time. We were in possession. We were in control. The, the players had, they still had loads of energy left. Even towards the end, like John Mahan and that, like that man went through the wars as well the other night. <laughs> Michael, God almighty. Yeah. He, he's, he's an animal. So he's the bathroom he took the other night and he's still going right at the end. So it was. But like every one of them still had an awful lot to offer throughout that game. They weren't dead on their feet. So I, we didn't even need substitutions to be perfectly honest with you no, I think we overthought it yeah to be honest I think we were we over, I think I think manager maybe was overthinking it and look I don't want to say that. maybe we were, we were trying to be too clever just leave it it's fine yeah but you know what in this day and age though Jerry, I think in every level of football managers overthinking an awful lot with substitutions they think you have to make have a to make a sub you yeah. ha- no matter what way the game is going you have to do something but mm. just leave it alone. It can it can be all right as well. Yeah. yeah. I think if there was one change, maybe you could have made was, I think the free had run his course throughout the game. I think he'd gone a bit anonymous after 60 minutes. He wasn't really getting involved anymore. You could have changed something there. Yeah. Yep. But he, I have to say he got it totally wrong with the two he took off. Uh, uh, mentioned for, uh, for Moran, very well taken goal. Great strike. Great uh, strike. And you can see when he scored, he came over to the crowd and like the relief, the 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 passion, the like fucking yes. Do you know when he scored? It was like you you could feel it. And yeah. I, I just want as well, look, we've all been maybe critical of players and manager and all this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, and, and this is it's a load of bollocks to say the players don't care. That there might be one, possibly two, okay, <laughs> that are less invested in it than but others, okay. Yeah, but I'm telling you, and I know, look, it absolutely knocked the stuffing out of the fans up there when 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 Harp scored the the second goal, right? But the players were like, they were absolutely devastated. They were absolutely devastated. John Mann was actually headbutting the ground. <laughs> yeah, he was. Morham was on his knees. Uh, Buckley was on his back. They just, they were absolutely knocked the stuff out of them. And don't tell me that players don't care. Of course they care. Of course they care. They wanted every bit as much as, as us. Yeah, right. The last night we were a bit, a bit naive in losing the two goals. But things like this do happen um, in football. And sometimes it's easy after the game to say, yeah, well, we should have done this, we should have done that. But it wasn't for the want to try and it wasn't for the want of effort. It wasn't for the lack of heart, desire, passion. I honest to God think that these lads will get us over the line. They will. They, they want it. No matter, we all grow up playing football. We all want to do the best that we can. Nobody, very rarely, that you have a player that is an arse. But 99% of the lads are. And I guarantee you they'll get us there. Everybody just needs to have a bit of faith. Have a bit of faith. Fucking, you know, stay positive on Friday night get, and Monday night. Get along to the game and let's get behind them. Because there's no point being on social media, giving out about this fella and giving out about that fella and being amateur managers or championship manager of fucking computer games, right? You know, if we want to get the if we want to get the team over the line into Europe, let's get out and back them. There's no point crying about it anymore. It's fucking it's squeaky bum time. Let's do it. Yeah. Look, I think you're you're absolutely right, Jerry. And I think people, I think like we, I think there'll be a good crowd there on on Friday night against 
Strahad in the showground. I think there'll be a great crowd there with full capacity. There's no no dicking about anymore about um, you know the COVID issues. So I think there'll be a great crowd out there. Having said that, though, like when you get the reaction that you do after the game on social media, that's expected as well. Like you know, when people are oh, frustrated, yeah. you know, and people yeah. are frustrated. Yeah. I think it's we fair to well. say. I think before we came on air, Connor, like what we our emotions were on Sunday are nearly completely different to what they are now. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. Like yeah. Like, I mean, we were all, everybody was angry, and we'll hear some uh, uh, tired and emotional people in the shouts of the shed end <laughs> in a few minutes. But, uh, like, I think people's frustration is justified, and particularly with the, and we discussed it in previous weeks with the, the current run of form. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, I think it's also fair to say as well, like, not, we don't know. This is not coming from the club. This is not an official line, but the manager's not going, not going anywhere. Like, he's, he's here for, he'll be here for the rest of the season. Uh, at least, if not next season, uh, but he's not—he's not going anywhere, you know. And uh, like that's the long and the short for it. So people can call for his head all they want on, on social media. But you're right, Jerry. I think, you know, 48 hours after the event or 72 hours after the event, I've definitely calmed down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like there is, you know, you pick up your phone after that result and you you, yeah. you fire up Twitter and you smash in. You smash those, get those thumbs working, and you're you giving you vent, you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think the the results on on Monday night uh, had a lot to do with our uh, easing of our frustrations and anger and stuff like that. You know, after all, after all the after all the, the giving out and for an uproar that was, we've gained a point over the weekend. So we've yeah. been throwing a lifeline. Yeah. Yeah, look, we, we'll talk about that um, after um, after a shout to the shed. And look, let's why not take uh, take the shouts right now? Uh, just before we do, as well, we should mention that um, Mr. Eddie Lee uh, of uh, Cleaver was the winner of this week's um, beer scorecast competition on Twitter. We do it every week. If you're new to it, uh, you we ask you to predict the score of the next Sligo Rovers game, which will be uh, drawn at home on Friday night. Uh, on Twitter, on um, on social media, Facebook, whatever it might be. Use the hashtag beer scorecast. And whoever gets the score correct, predicts the score correctly, uh, is uh, drawn from anyone else who might have done it. And we put a name out of the hat and they win a case of White Hag beer. And it was Eddie Lee this week. So uh, well done to Eddie, fair play. And thanks to everyone who entered. And we'll do it again ahead of the draw of the game. So uh, we also were, are looking for your shouts from the shed end after the draw of the game. Uh, you got them into us after the Harps game. Um, you can get them in to us on WhatsApp 085-815-9767. Or you can send them in like Sean Rourke does uh, via email podcast at borst.ie. And uh, we'll put them together and we'll play them out uh, after uh, the game against Longford next week. So uh, here's this week's Shouts in the Shed End, and we kick things off uh, all the way from Manor Hamilton with Fionn Tesu. Well, lads, just back home after a very disappointing result up in Bally Buffet. Uh, where I don't describe how I'm feeling, to be honest. It feels like a loss. Well, it is a loss, the top three, really. It's in Derry City's hands. It's been in their hands for the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Tough to say it. Um, I think tonight was the final straw for me and Liam Buckley. Um, just his substitutions were the last. His substitutions, not even tonight, but the last couple of weeks have just been absolutely dreadful. 
taking off Johnny Kenny, who looks like our only threat going up top, takes him off for Romeo Parks, who strolls around the pitch, uh, doing absolutely nothing. He was quicker leaving the pitch than doing anything on the pitch today. Melvin Lorenzen, exact same. I think he was absolutely dreadful, 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 dreadful. At home to Waterford a couple of weeks ago, he was leaving the same time as the fans were. I think it's absolutely shocking. Um, I think he's lost the dressing room, Buckley. Um, it's tough to find any positives from the game at all, really, if I'm going to be honest. Johnny Kenny, again, listen, I know he missed the penalty. Um, but I think he's abs- he's just been absolutely phenomenal. And we're relying on an 18-year-old to carry all the weight of the team. And I think it's abs- I-, I feel for him, to be honest. Um, Niall Moran as well, I thought he had a very good game as well. Mahan at the back as well, played quite well. But other than that, I'm just struggling to find any sort of positive at all from it. Tune it up. Down to, t- down to 10 men, Finn Harps, and they still find a way to get some out of the game. I, yeah, uh, disappointing. No other words to describe it, really. Yes, lads. Donald Kelly here, we shout from the shed in. We're on the bus home after fucking throwing away two points here against Finn Harps. Absolutely gutted. We fucking, the supporters left everything on the fucking pitch, and I think the players that were on the pitch left everything on the pitch. But like whatever the fuck went wrong tonight against ten men, we fucking threw away three points. Absolutely got it. Now I can't say what's what or who's who, but at the end of the day, that's not good enough. And not necessarily blaming the players, but when you're two goals up against ten men, fucking ten minutes left, you cannot fucking lose the game. So. Who do you blame? Anyway, got it. Disappointed. Religion. This is Sean from America. I know we keep saying that performances don't really matter. It's just the results. But damn, it's hard to watch. We got the draw and the point. But it felt more like a loss than anything else. Uh keep saying the same things week after week so I'm not going to get into the players and coaching and all that all I'll say is Europe is still in our hands we're still sitting third by some miracle and we've got five games left to hold on to European place We just need to back the manager, back the boys, and hope they can do what's needed to stay in Europe. As bad as this second half has been, we still have to remember this is the best season we've had, at least table-wise, we've had in a long, long time. And uh, ever since Liam's come in, you know, we went from a team that was fighting rele- relegation every year to now we're pushing for Europe. And at least the first half of the season, we're having hopes of a, uh, a title run. But, so, like I said, back the boys, back the manager. Hopefully in the off season, they can come up with something different and uh, we're still in Europe 
up the rovers. So that's your shouts from the shed end. You can get them in, as I said, uh, via WhatsApp uh, to 0858159767 or podcast at borst.ie. Uh, we got one in as well uh, via text message. And of course, oh, jeez, I forgot the phone. <laughs> Should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so forget that. Um, so, well, what do we think? So, uh, Fionn said uh, we need, uh, there's too much pressure on Johnny Kenny. What do you think that's? We don't, we, well, no, there's not. We've, I think we've come to the conclusion now there's, it doesn't need any protection. Yeah. Uh, we need to see more of him. Uh, Donald Kelly, who uh, was one of your comrades, Jerry, uh, on the bus. Can you go for him? Uh, in, well, in, <laughs> very, very emotionally, emotional sounding there uh, on the way back, somewhere between Bally Buffet and Sligo. A couple uh, of beverages. On a bus. Um, Donald said, um, it's not for him to say what's what or who's who. Thanks, Donald. And uh, so Sean Rourke says, yeah, well, Sean is back in the team. And I guess that's where we are now. We are at this stage now. Listen, we've got a row in behind what we have and um, and uh, support the lads. Uh, so, yeah, the, other, the last point that, that uh, Sean Rourke made is that uh, prior to Liam Buckley being in the showgrounds, we were a club that was consistently consistently uh, battling relegation and trying to get into the top half of the table. And now we have a team that is consistently uh, trying to qualify for Europe. Any thoughts on that, Magoo? Um, well, look, he's not wrong. I suppose like we're we're two years in a row we're uh, in the in the race for Europe. Like, and hopefully, it'll be two years in a row we, we qualify for Europe. Um, yep. Look, there's no look. I don't think anybody's having a go at Buckley as a manager uh, on the whole or anything like that. Like, we all know he's a good manager and, and he's proved it down through the years. Like, so it's not for us to say that he's a bad manager. I think it's just where we were earlier on in the season and. You know the the excitement and the hype, and it's 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 been just so deflating the run we're on, especially when we can see the the players, the quality we have in the squad. Like we shouldn't be, you know, it 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 shouldn't be. It we're, the players we have, the squad is too good for only two wins out of fifteen games. Like that's you know sometimes with managers and players and stuff, it just doesn't work. To, to, there's a connection or something happens. Somewhere along the line, the things just don't work. Like that's that's nothing against anybody's ability or anybody. It's just sometimes things just don't work, and that just seems to be the way it is. But look, as I said before, we come on. While while there's still hope, um, we have to back the manager and the players and everything. There is still hope. We have two games at home now coming this weekend. Yeah. Massive opportunity for six points, and that could make a huge difference. And the picture could look completely different after that. So I found the phone uh, with the uh, <laughs> the shout to the shed end, and uh, Dexter texted in to say, "Well, lads, another substitution nightmare turned what felt like uh, could be a unifying performance into a disaster." Scant reward for the support we had up there. Atmosphere was great. Only positive I have this week is try to keep an eye on the bigger picture. Hold on, uh, the teams behind us are dreadful. Uh, if we pick up points against them, who knows? It's the hope that kills you. So, well. I mean that's it. So this is where we are now. Um, the the you know Derry have done us a favour by dropping points against um, Drada, and um, we're kind of back. We're kind of back in the hunt again, like you know. So yeah. uh, it, was, it was out of our hands, and now it's back in it again. Yeah. So we've got we've got another bite of the cherry. Um, all does not last. Uh, so what, what, I don't know. Did anybody get to see any of the the Derry Drada game? Just seen the goal. 
Um, yeah. His man, that, that young Phillips lad, he's a great player. He, the ball came in from a corner and he headed it off the post. He was the first one to react in the morning like Johnny and he got the next header and he scored with that. So, yeah, yeah it's good. It's good instinct. I watched bits and pieces of it. Uh, draw are the better team. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Your, your man, your man Brown, and fullback is—he's got to be the fastest player. He's got to be the fastest player in the league. He's—he's he's an excellent player. So, like, we're going to be up against it again. There's no, like, they've kind of similar qualities to Harps and so far. They're not going to give up. You know, they can get a man sent off in the opening ten minutes, and they'll be there thereabouts come you know, 70, 80, 90 minutes. There's a lot. There's a lot of quality. Um, like looking at the team sheets from Sunday, uh, the the the. the the draw the versus the Derry game, like it's it's no surprise that draw to beat Derry. In fairness, draw to probably more quality, I think, in their first eleven than maybe Derry. Um, you know, I think it, they went through a bad patch there during the season because in fairness, they do have a small squad. If you take a few of them out, the more than ourselves, I suppose, um, it does hurt them. But they've got a full squad again, so I think it'll be really, really difficult. And they're one of those teams that are able to mix it up. Uh, they know when to play, they know when to dig in. Um, and they kind of they're a bit of bit of everything really, but they're a good side. They've had our number as well this season. Yeah, so they have. Yeah. They were really they were really impressive the last time they were down in the showgrounds. They destroyed us that day. They gave they didn't give us a sniff. Um, that was the start of the 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 rot, wasn't it? Was that the first game back after the break? No, Waterford was the first one, wasn't it? I don't think it was Drada. I don't think, I don't it, was think it was Drada. I know that we it was nil all in uh, the start of September up in Drada, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But even that day, you now they dominated that game as well. So it was, but um, right. no, it was one all. Sorry, it was one all up in no, up in it? up in Drada. Johnny, John, Johnny, yeah, Johnny scored yeah. that day, and Ed unfortunately had a nightmare. Yeah, uh, but no, but look, it's going to be a really tough game. So it is, but it's one of those ones where we could really, really, really build a. A big pedestal for ourselves to go into the end of the season. Now it's a, it could be a monumental victory if we get it, and could really spur us on. It's it's that big of a game because they're coming into this game as well with an outside chance of Europe. Yeah, if they beat us, they're right in the mix again. I think so, they're like four points behind us, aren't they? Yeah, they're right in the mix. So this isn't just the they haven't got the flip flops on or just seeing out the season. You know, far from it. They're right in the mix. They could yeah. be that. Yeah. That dark horse that comes up at the end and whips like we were last yeah, season. Yeah. So they're they're in sixth place in on forty three points, along with Bulls who are ahead of them on goal difference in fifth. Derry in fourth on forty five. We're there on forty seven. So look at, you know, there's. Look, I think at this stage of the season, lads, it doesn't really matter who you play. You just need to go out and fucking win the game. Simple you know, as that. Don't don't overthink it. Just go out and play. Just dig in and get a result. Doesn't matter how you get it. Just get it. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Just get the results. We've got to find a way of doing this because we have been handed lifelines left, yeah. right, and center. And we even yeah. got handed an like it wasn't a direct lifeline that we got handed, but we have been handed another one in Georgie Kelly getting an injury to seeing him out for a couple of weeks and he's gone for balls. That's their goals gone. Yeah, they're a different team without him. It's one hundred percent. Like that takes ninety percent of their arsenal away from them. What so, do we so you know that's it. That could nearly knock them out of the equation, and they could just solely concentrate on the cup final now. That's where they could put their their concert, and then we could knock Drogheda out of this race by beating them on Friday night. Yeah, and that leaves a two horse race at us and Derry. That that's exactly it. Like if we beat Drogheda on Friday night, that's them gone. Yeah, because there's only four games left after that. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, we, and we've Derry to play before we play Bowls at the final game of the season. Like Derry are playing Bowls next. Mm. Uh, they have their away to Waterford. They're away to Harps. They play us. And then they are away to Dundalk. So it's no easy running for them either, like, you know. I think for us, I think nine points from our last five games gets us there. Yeah, or even 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 seven. even six points this weekend, and maybe then don't lose to Derry. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. be enough. Because I think six I points Derry, this weekend is huge, Miguel. Yeah, well, shoot, look, if you don't get six weeks points this weekend, if we have to get six points this weekend, mm. there's no, I don't, it, there's no other way of putting it like, and we've said this. I don't have many pause. We've said this. We have to win this weekend. We have to win this weekend. This, this time we mean it. <laughs> We're actually being serious enough. this time, okay? No more shit about We've been serious this weekend. We have to get six points this weekend. Fucking hell. But like, it's, it's, it's a massive opportunity as well. Two home games against two teams you're looking at on paper that were well capable of beating. Yeah. And with, with all the resources that have gone our way in the last couple of weeks and everything, this is a huge opportunity you now. It really, really is. Like, if you can't, if we can't get ourselves up for this game and or these two games and put in two performances to show how much we want it, like a lot of these lads are signed on for next season. I'm sure they want to be playing European football. They had a wee taste of it this year, not not fucking much, but only a wee taste. I'm sure they want another bit. Do you know what? I'm just going to jump in on you there for a second because I think it just goes back to something Jerry says earlier on and. It plays in with you there because you're saying, you know, these players need to be up for it. But I'm going to even go one for the fans need to be up for it. Yeah. We actually need to be on, on top form as well going in there on Friday night and Monday night. We need to we need to show them that, yeah, we're behind you 1,000%. And that's yeah. everyone. Like, you can't be going in there. And I say, I'm speaking for myself as well when I say, can't be going in there morning after 10 minutes. Oh, fuck this and fuck that. Yeah. You know, we actually just need to get behind them and just back them for the 90 minutes because yeah. at the end of the day if we don't show our support for them and it, and we don't get Europe like who's to blame really and at the end of the day if we're not getting behind the team as well can't just solely say oh you have to go out and do it all as yourselves we're there for a reason we're there to support too important I'd love I'd, I'd love if the club came out and I was saying this the other day and put some kind of a thing on like I know you were saying Conor oh, you couldn't do it because it'd lead to whatever on social media but you know just to make it Known that the manager before this weekend, especially anyway, is he's not going to be one of the reasons. Because there will be people coming up to the game who will want us to lose, or will be watching the game who would nearly want us to lose just so they can get have rid of the manager. On social media, get rid of the manager. Yeah, so the manager is not going to. We need everybody rolling behind us 100. percent Everybody has to be pulling in the same direction. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. We go. There is a lot of fans out there that would like us to to back their opinion to say, "Oh, oh look, yeah. I told you, I yeah. told you, I was right." Don't ever get Damien Duff up to the showgrounds. What do we think? What do we think we'll do this weekend, though? Do you, with the formation, do you think you'll go back to the diamonds or no? You'll see a four-two-three-one. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, I tell you, I tell you, for for both Longford and uh, for both Drada and Longford, I think I want to see, I want to see similar to what Walter was doing against Finharts, I know it was 10-man Finharts, but I want to see Walter on the ball a lot, uh, getting into space in, in wide positions and and going after from there, like, you know. But Bulger's back available as well, so... Yeah. I think he, he's had two weeks off now. He's fresh. He's very fresh and he's going to want it. So I'd say he's an automatic straight back into the side. Um, you could see a 4-3-3. 
a variation of the diamond. So you could, you see, I think Johnny's a no-brainer to start up top, so it's like, who plays off him then? Does he bring Andre right back in and play Johnny off Andre and maybe Walter to the left of that as well? Do you go narrow and then have maybe McDonald, Bulger and Moran in the middle? For 4-3-3? Four, for 4-3-3, four, three, three. Four, three, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dropping two just slightly off Andre as the number nine. Have Johnny just playing off him and Walter playing off. Johnny to the right of him and Walter to the left. Because there is, look, I know we're talking about six points, but there is an element of uh, we must not lose also um, to keep that gap. So like what Sean is saying there, maybe with the 4-3-3, it kind of gives you that protection, but at the same time, it also allows you to join to play off Andre and gives you that threat as well. So, but, you know, who knows? I, 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 there's, there's no point talking about the Alpha game. We're, we're winning that game. That's fine. Um, we're winning that oh, game. No, that's one thing. That's what, and it's honestly that's not a slight on us whatsoever. Longford will not just throw in the towel now. They'll keep going. They're relegated. They're down, but they'll keep making it difficult for things. The one thing I hope that if, if, if they've the ten in the last four games, and we've only throughout the season we've only managed to score one against them in each game. The the one thing that I hope. Um, with us playing Longford on the Monday night, is that um, a lot of these lads have work commitments and we're as far away from Dublin as any club possibly could be, apart from the other two Northwest clubs. So it might be a case of where you see one or two lads drop out due to work commitments and stuff like that, which might weaken them, you know, with two games in, in three or four days. And you, you, I've seen that happen before, like with the likes of Harps and stuff like that, where lads couldn't travel or, or whatever the case may be. So... Because they are down, and it's not essential. Mm. So I'd like to think that they might be a little bit weakened in because of that. I just, yeah, no, look, and hopefully it's the case. And Connor, I agree to it. We should be winning the game, but I just of course, yeah, I just wouldn't yeah, be just, walking the, into that game saying that's three points in the. Back. I know, but I'm I'm sure. I hope uh, I hope the the first team aren't thinking like that. But there's no point in us. But if we talking about if we don't if we don't beat Trotter, we won't beat Lanford. If we beat Trotter, we beat Lanford. Oh my God. So it'll be and six points. Be long, it'll be six points or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be six points or two. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's right. Okay. But we're drawing both of them if we don't win, right? Well, we could lose both of them too. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. They, you know what? This has been a nice positive podcast so far. Right. So far. Let's not go down the negative route now. We're nearly there. <laughs> we're nearly there, yeah. Yeah. Um just to, say, just to say as well, lads, uh, episode 47 of the podcast, did you think we'd be banging out 47 of these? Did yeah, you... probably just me thinking my mum and dad would be listening. That's about it. <laughs> uh, interesting, McGill, you, you, we, we had a great listenership last week. Uh, we were yeah. up in the, we had a little appearance in the top 100 uh, podcasts in, in the country. Is that what you were, that what you were text messages saying? Yeah, um, I think it's I don't it's not just football ones though. I think it's just uh, I think it's all sports. Sport. I think it was, I think we got to forty four, which right. forty peak peak to forty four or something during the week. So the yeah. key was putting therapy um, in the really. in the title. Huh? <laughs> we put therapy think, in the title and it just a random load of random tuning in. You know, yeah, you can hear I we go. Vortex so, Vortex sure. of uh, vexation got us a lot of new uh, followers. There, people were intrigued that. 
No, but yeah, actually, just we got some extra highbrow uh, listeners for that week. I'm gonna put Alec. I'm gonna put Alec Baldwin in the title this week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but in fairness, genuinely, thank, thank you to everyone that actually does tune in every week. You know, yeah, we really appreciate it. Huge. Um, okay, uh, annual draw as well. Just to give people a reminder that the tickets are still on sale, and they'll be on sale for the coming weeks. And if you want to buy tickets, you can get them off Jerry O'Connor or Sean Dunham, sure, or uh, Magoo. Or myself, uh, you can send me a WhatsApp message or a text message, or you can email podcast at B-O-R-S-T. If you don't know anybody who's selling them and you want to buy a ticket, they're 10 or each. Um, top prize, five grand in cash, I think. And uh, there's a regular prizes there after that. And, sold a book um, in China this morning. What's that? I sold a book in China this morning. Oh, good man. Yeah. Uh, Ian, Ian McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know. yeah, Ian shifted, uh, shifted 10 tickets out in, uh, in China, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, it'd be interesting. No, yeah, I was going to say it'd be interesting to see if we get anyone further away than that, but I doubt it. I think he's won that competition already. Yeah. Um, anything else to mention before we finish up? Um, no, just big shout out to in fairness to all, all the fans that did travel on Saturday night. Like, um, yeah, it just shows you look, I, I know there's been a lot of negativity on, on Facebook and Twitter and all that, and and like that's to be honest everybody's so pissed off and, and vexed and stuff like that and it's normal but it just shows you how big the club is and how big the supporter base is like we must have 500 people up there uh, out standing out in the terrace uh, in, the in the middle of nowhere in the pissing rain and you know uh, and look we still have a big crowd come friday night again so there's there's we, we've unbelievable fans and just like it's brilliant like perfect. where'd you go for the pint beforehand up in in Bally buffet uh aptly named the doghouse <laughs> uh, where, where's that it's uh, do you know that big pub that's on the corner there new enough one uh, it's just changed hands and it changed names so yeah right okay it was good good spot very good okay uh, so we will talk to you after the long for game I suppose that's that's a wrap is it that's a wrap uh, okay we'll talk to you six months later what, what uh, episode 48 is going to be like <laughs> <laughs> there might be an episode 48 <laughs> Fuck this. To be, to, be, to be a party, to be a party or a carnage, one or the other. Oh, right. Jerry, thank you. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, lads. We go, thank you. Cheers, boys. Gunner, thank you. Cheers, boys.